0: strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley
2: and my name is June. Hi everyone.
1: It's good to be together with you as we continue a study of Psalm 19, which we started last week, and we said, and it's important to see that Psalm 19 is about the glory of God. And in the first six verses, we see the glory of God through his creation. From verses six to 11, we see the glory of God in his word. And now we're looking at verses uh, 12, 13, and 14, which shows us how we can be a demonstration of the glory of God.
2: It also shows, Shelley, doesn't it, how depraved we are. Maybe it's worth reading it.
1: Okay, verses 12, 13, and 14. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So you're right, Junie, we need to see that Uh, David is talking about two classes of sins here, which we've already discussed. Hidden hidden sins, um, the ones we're not aware of, but more importantly, the presumptuous sins, which are done willingly against the word of God. And we talked again that we've been created for the purpose of bringing glory to God. And from 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31, the word clearly says, whatever you do, Do all to the glory of God. So there's nothing outside of that realm. We need to do all to the glory of God. And I really believe that if we're conscious of this, every day of our life, those days will become more significant and more meaningful. It just wouldn't be an outward activity, but we would be doing everything for the glory of God, which is the highest thing we are called to do.
2: And we also talked about this week and even last week that the glory of God is revealed through the mystery that's hidden in the Old Testament but is seen in the New. Yes, Lord. That Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, is the glory of God. And if we live for him, when he comes back and appears we will be with him in glory.
1: Amen. You know, Junie, I think most people probably are thinking, wow, how can we, what can we do to bring glory to God? We want to look at very specific things that would allow us to bring glory to the name of the Lord. For example, here's a very simple verse. Psalm 50, verse 23. Whoever offers praise glorifies me. Now, we don't need some PhD in theology. Whoever offers praise glorifies me. Uh, It's interesting that word offers in Hebrew means to bring forth. In other words, we need to bring forth. And I don't believe, Junie, that it just means singing songs. But our life should be a praise to the Lord. And that will bring glory to God because it's not within us to do that. It's got to be through the Holy Spirit operating in our lives.
2: And when we worship the Lord from our heart, we bring glory to him through our praise. Amen.
1: All right. Another way that we could bring glory, we see in three verses. I want to read them one at a time. The first one is Matthew 5, verse 16. Let your light shine. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Our good works, and without faith, works is dead. We don't achieve anything by works, but when works comes out of a heart that's full of faith and desiring to please God, other people will see our good works and they will glorify your father in heaven as we will doing that work. We give glory to God. Okay, that was Matthew five sixteen.
2: Well, can I say something about that show? Sure, please. That I believe the good works that Jesus was talking about in the Sermon on the Mount was prophetic of when he would be the offering and send the spirit of truth to us and give us the power and ability through his being our offering, the resurrected life, to forgive, to love our enemies, to give a drink, to give out of our own need, to lay down our life for him as he laid down his life for his father. Because that was his prayer. Lord, make them one, even as you and I are one. Don't take them out of the world. Leave them in the world. And so we can live differently if we really allow the life of the Messiah to be lived in us and live and move and have our being in him, then we too will be hidden with the Messiah in his Father's bosom.
1: Amen, amen, amen. All right, let's go on. I'm going to read from First Peter chapter two, verses eleven and twelve, remembering matthew five sixteen that our good works will cause not just us but to, uh, for others to glorify our Father in heaven. First Peter chapter two, eleven and twelve, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul keep your behavior excellent among the gentiles so that in the thing in which you slander you, in in which they slander you as evil doers they may on account of your good deeds or your good works as they observe them glorify god in the day of visitation so again what we are doing and how we do it will bring glory to god so the third verse Is John chapter 15, verse 8? By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Can you ever, do you see the connection about good works, how we do it, how we approach it, will bring glory to God? Because those works will be fruitful, because number one, it says, so you will be my disciples. So it all comes together that what we do, is should all be done to the glory of God and will not just be something in our own lives, but it could affect other people as well. That's powerful, Junie.
2: And it comes from the fruit of the Spirit, which God gives us when we begin to live his life in us, We have the fruit in the life of Christ, of the Messiah. Which are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, patience, long-suffering. In other words, we see in God's Word it's better to suffer for doing good than doing evil. And so many times we'll obey God, we'll do just what he tells us, And we're treated like trash, and we think, Lord, I'm not going to do good. Look how I'm suffering, not realizing that the enemy of our soul wants to deceive us to make us think that when we do what's right in God's eyes, there isn't an eternal reward because there is god sees everything so if we love when somebody strikes us god sees if we're ignored or treated poorly and we keep walking choosing to do what's right god sees there's an eternal reward and that's the fruit shelly of good works that last forever because they're not ours. Amen. That God's work in and through our life.
1: Thank you, Lord.
2: That when we submit ourselves to the Holy One of Israel and do what's right in his sight, his life saves us and affects everyone around us.
1: Amen. I'd like to read also while we're in 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 4, Verses 7 to 11. 1 Peter 4, beginning at verse 7. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. Just let me interject, Johnny. This is exactly what you're saying. Whatever we do, we need to do for his glory. Verse 10, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks, let him speak as it were, the utterances of God. Whoever serves, let him do so as by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. It's so powerful. It's it's like a summation of what we're saying in just these few verses. Whatever we do, whatever we say, uh, whatever our work is, it should all be done to his glory that, again, will affect our lives eternally and will affect other people who are observing us. It's powerful, journey.
2: Very powerful and somebody very special in my life who was um, a celibate woman, gave her life to Jesus. One day said to me, June, do you know how brother...
1: Or whatever his name
2: Lord, help me with his name. He's a Franciscan brother. They follow him, how he died, oh, um. and Francis of Assisi. And I said, no, Sister Josepha. She said he died alone. And, you know, I think of the glory of God, a man who today is known and followed in faith by millions around the world. Lord, give us the faith of Francis of Assisi to love you, to love your creation. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252, That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252 And you can also contact them on their website ShellyandJuneVolk.com That's ShellyandJuneVolk.com Until next time The Lord bless thee and keep thee The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace